It's Wednesday at 10.45. Time for this week's Hockey Guest on Dale and Keith. Joining us on the Harbor One Hotline is former Boston Bruin, Boston Bruin coach, Mike Milbury. Mike, of course, uh, an analyst on NBC Sports, and he's brought to you by Star Market, the official supermarket of the Boston Bruins. Hello, Mike. How are you? I'm okay, Dale. Thanks. <laughs> Let's. Uh, I got it late last night from studio, watched the Bruins game on NBCSN, and uh, it was a, it was an ugly tilt, but uh, you know, a good outcome for the locals. As we sit here right now, and I know they've got an eight-point lead over Tampa Bay and St. Louis in the overall standings, do the Bruins look like the best team in the league to you right now? They, they look like they know how to win better than anybody else in the league, but, but I, I have probably uh, quotation marks around St. Louis because St. Louis continues to just you know, amaze me with the very similar um, kind of work ethic, checking, uh, they're not overly talented when it comes to scoring goals, but they they get enough to get the job done. So I actually, we were talking about it last night. It's uh, would be unusual, but it, it's it's not going to surprise me to see a rematch. Mike, why do you think the President's Trophy winner has uh, had so much trouble in the playoffs? In fact, over the last twenty years, more likely to lose in the first round than to win the Stanley Cup. I, I don't have an explanation for it. I mean, usually teams that finish strong and on a little bit of a roll uh, should feel good about themselves going into it. Maybe there's a maybe there's a sense of accomplishment and and really sort of relaxation with it. Um, I don't have a good answer for it. It's, it's odd though for me yeah. when you, you play that well through the regular season and and then you you can't get it done afterwards. It seems to to be the Obviously, the wrong way to approach it, but uh, I don't know any other way to go after it but to win every game that you try to play and and, and then go to the postseason on a, on a bit of a roll. But this doesn't seem to work in our league for whatever reason. Now, Mike, I ask this question all the time to people who know a lot more hockey than I do. It, the, the way that the Bruins are playing, they look like one of the best teams in the league. Is it a disappointment, a letdown failure, whatever word you want to use, if they're not back in the Stanley Cup uh, finals again this year? Yes, uh, and the reason for me is uh, you've got several key pieces of the puzzle here that are now getting into their mid-30s, and they're, they're, they're still incredibly productive. I'm, I'm talking about Bergeron. I'm talking about David Krejci. Uh, yesterday was Tuka Rass, 33rd birthday. Uh, Zdeno Chara is 107. <laughs> I mean, it's just like it, it, there are key pieces to the puzzle that are not replaceable that are, are, are going to leave. And it's going to be a struggle to find guys that can play at that level. And uh, there isn't any question about that. So this is one of the, the last few opportunities with this core group in particular of the center icemen, the two big guys, Bergeron and Krejci, that they're going to have an opportunity to win it. And if they don't win it, it will be a disappointment. They've, they've, uh, They've come close, obviously, last year and, and against Chicago. But uh, I know that feeling. I've been to the Stanley Cup Finals several times, and, and I wear no rings, and it's a, it's a burden on my soul. But, you know, if they don't win it, uh, they're going to feel like it was an unsuccessful season, and so will everyone else. We're talking to NBC Sports hockey analyst Mike Milbury. I'm curious of, of your thoughts on on Bruce Cassidy, who's now been the head coach of the Bruins for three seasons. He's had 100 points or more each of the three seasons. 
What do you think makes him so successful with this team? Honesty, and uh, he clearly understands the game. He paid his dues and then some in the minor leagues after a, you know, a, a hiccup of a start in Washington at the NHL level. He went back to to work, and uh, but now he's the probably the best interview in the in, in the National Hockey League, maybe of all sports. He's just very candid. He's very honest with his players. I don't think he. I think he understands that now it's a not a game where you're going to scream and yell at people and get anything done. You're just going to have to talk to them, sort of educate them, and then move on. And if they can't get it, if they can't get it, then you find a new member of the team to do the job. He's he's great. I've had a lot of conversations with him over the course of the last year and a half, and there's nobody nobody better to he he doesn't avoid a topic. He's uh, he's just completely transparent and that's uh, refreshing joe mcdonald of the athletic made the observation and i've watched practices as well the pace of bruins practices is unlike what you see almost anywhere else and and i think it, it it's almost like the game seems slower than his practices at times and that prepares his team to to play in real games yeah and i think that's that obviously is a a tribute to the coaching staff in part but also speaks to uh, the nature of the the core group, um, the guys like Chara and Bergeron, Marchand and Krejci, they're they're no stranger to the gym. Like they 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 like to work, and and that shows on the ice. If if you asked me what trait would I describe about the Bruins that most impresses me, it would be their work ethic, not their talent. Or, but not to say their talent isn't there. They have, seem to have it all, but the work ethic night after night. And last night was a, was ugly. I mean, Philadelphia pressured Boston for the first two periods, and, and, and they hung around because Rask was so good and so underappreciated in this town, by the way. But he he, he let them hang around. They, they got a dirty goal on the power play after they almost blew it. They almost gave up a two-on-zero, and they win. And they win because they kept on checking. They kept on working. They relied on one member of their, their team to get get them started, and then they just kept on plugging away. They never seem to to feel like they're out of the game, and that's that's a real tremendous quality to have. How weird would it be for the players if they had to play games or maybe even playoff games uh, in front of an empty arena? It would suck. Yeah, It would absolutely suck. I mean, it's just – I mean, having – been on Long Island and coached in games when there were several thousand people there. Yep. I, I know I half know the feeling, but uh, I don't know how that works. It almost defeats the whole purpose of the. It's supposed to be an event, right? It's supposed to be a gathering of of teams that play each other with some vigor and, and some fans that are also fanatics. That's where it comes from. I, I don't know how that works. Um, I guess that's just the way it is. I'm. I'm confused by this whole thing. I just, you know, it seems like we're in a little bit of a panic mode here, but what do I know? I'm no no doctor and no member of the CDC, but uh it seems like we're really running for the hills in a in a, in a hurry, isn't it? Uh yeah, I th- I agree with you. It, what about NBC? Have they talked about wa- yeah. ways they may broadcast the games and things like that? Y- yes, um they're in, obviously in constant contact with uh, the NHL. And the thought is is bubbled up that we would probably uh, or possibly, if things 
continue on this path, go to the studio in Stamford, Connecticut, uh, and broadcast the games from there. And that means, you know, that, that means we'd have a whole host of people there from Doc Emmerich yeah. to Eddie Olchuk and, and uh, no broadcasters in the arena, just, you know, broad, it's been done before and it's, you can do it fairly effectively, but it's, you lose some of the, the buzz of the thing, but they're, they are talking about alternative strategies um, to impact this thing. And uh, none of them look like the, the old way of doing things. Now, watching this team, what 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 do you think uh, makes them so difficult uh, for teams to beat them? What is it about this Bruins teams that that makes it so hard for you know other teams to just beat them? They they um, they have the combination of things that makes for a great team. It starts with a goaltender who's and both goaltenders actually, and I think it's great that they're using Rask less and making sure that he's fresh for the playoffs deep i mean they wound up with john moore and uh clifton in the lineup last night and and uh didn't really miss a beat there this kid jeremy lazon has really impressed me uh good puck mover as well as a big body uh and you get you add that to carlo and krug who were out last night with a veteran like char and and a stud like mcavoy boy that's a good defense it's as good as st louis is now and that's saying something uh, in my mind, because I thought St. Louis defense was the reason why they won the cup last year. And then up front, um, they're still tinkering to find the the balance after that. I hate using the perfection line. It pisses me off. You know? <laughs> no, no, I mean, just it's a great line. It's a talented line. And and uh, I, I've always thought maybe they should give Pasternak to Krejci and, and give some balance. But, you know, I know Bergeron wants to play with Pasternak too, so it's you know, he can't share the toy with, with everybody. Um, but they still need to get a little bit more for, from the second line. Uh, I love the line with, with Coyle in the middle and the third line has, has been terrific. The fourth line has started to come around. So it's balance. It's work ethic. It's uh, goaltending, good coaching, I mean, and experience. I don't know what, what else you need to win a championship. You've got it all. I mean, you've, you, you've, you really touched all the boxes, and now it's just stay healthy and uh, be ready at the right time. I'm a little nervous about this philosophy to rest players. It's uh, it's a, an old topic. Should you rest them? Should you get them ready for the playoffs? And how do you do that? Um, it's a it's a touchy subject, but it looks like they're going to try that. And I guess I can't blame them with an eight point lead at this stage of the season. 